Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today we'll chat with Evan Salone. This was a really great time. I had so much fun. Uh, it's a great vibe going into the weekend too. Evan is awesome and he's funny and he, he's very open and uh, it was just a fantastic time. I appreciate him. You can follow Evan at EVSAL17. Let's begin. All right, so we have Evan here. The last time we saw each other was at a warehouse party during yeah. NBA All-Star Weekend. How long ago does that feel? It feels like ages ago. Even like last week feels like it was like a year ago. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. So how are you doing? Man, um, I'm doing okay. I mean, basically just been chilling. Um, yeah, haven't been trying to like move as minimally as possible like uh you mean like outside and stuff or yeah just like even just yeah. every day like within my house like all right let's see the fewest times i can like leave my room because <laughs> if not I, w- I would just be i would be crazy by now i'd be like restless just like pacing all day like i'm just like chill relax yeah that's a, that's that's a wise approach <laughs> <laughs> So what's the fewest amount of times you've moved? Oh, I've, I've probably been a whole day, like, once, maybe, out of out of yeah. the room. Yeah. It's like, I got, I got like, snacks. I got, you know, phone, computer, my TV's right here. <laughs> Open the door, like, chill out with the dog. It's like, you know. Living the life. Oh, yeah, dude. It's dream sets. <laughs> what neighborhood are you in? Uh, Like, Lakeview, Lincoln Park. Okay. If you've ever been to my house... It's where I am right now. Like, I, I moved out of Corcoran into this place, like, in 07. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. How many years ago was that? 13 years this summer. Wow. Same So you like that spot, then? I do. It's been working out really well. Yeah. So how would you normally spend your time? Um. So I have been, before this, was working at a restaurant. And uh, so I worked and as a manager. So... My usual uh, hour is supposed to be like 10 hours is what I'm contracted or whatever. Mm-hmm. That obviously turns into like 12, 13 hours a day. So yeah. I would spend a lot of time at the restaurant. Otherwise, just like working out, going out to eat, hanging out with friends minimally. But really like work was consuming a lot of my life and time for the last few years. So this has definitely been a contrast, and I've been using these opportunities to just relax. Like, I was kind of feeling restless in the beginning, and I realized, I'm like, okay, this is, everything happens for a reason. Like, use this as, like, a reset. Enjoy the time. Don't mm-hmm. worry about, you know, all those stresses. And just, like, let that go. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people I talk to, it's kind of like... There's, like, no one answer. Like, people, this is, like, a very unique time, and people are just using it however they see fit. So whether it's, like, relaxing or whether it's, like, working on something that they've been passionate about, but they're trying to develop it more. Like, everybody just is doing what they need to do. For real, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. uh, I I haven't felt guilty at all about not doing that. 
Um, I haven't been the person who's like taught myself how to break big bread. I'm like, I know how to cook. <laughs> I'm pretty good with those, you know, those kitchen skills. I am surrounded by food all the time in my normal life. So yeah. I've, uh, yeah, I've just been. Describe the restaurant you work at for listeners. Uh, so I worked at Sunda New Asian in River North. So it's been around for like 11 years. Um, they do different you know, parts of Asian cuisine, a lot of Japanese, Chinese, Filipino influence. So they're known for like sushi, but they also do different like noodle dishes, different yeah. rice dishes. You got but some yeah, pretty nice cocktails there too, right? That as well. So yeah, I have a, a background in the bar uh, and the mixology side. So I help out with the bar team putting together their, you know, regular cocktails, just supporting the staff that way. It's it's weird, dude. I actually just had a Zoom call um, with, like, almost the entire staff a couple days ago now, and that was so trippy, dude, like, seeing everyone. I'm like, oh, my, like, there's, this has affected a lot of people, um, yeah. and it was it was an awesome call. I mean, basically, the, the owner, uh, Billy Deck, the founder, and our COO were on there just to kind of, like, trying to reassure people, talking a little bit about what things look like moving forward Mm -hmm. um obviously like when we get back to normal um like restaurant life looks completely different completely different than than anything it's not just like going back to an office where it's like all right i was already six feet away from whoever every day and now i just got to go back to work but like it's constant interaction constant like it's about being close to people and being social yeah as a manager yeah it's like i get paid to invade your space <laughs> and kind mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. i uh i'm meant to be in touch like every single inch of the restaurant um so it's kind of weird to think about what how that role changes um there's you know they were talking about how they've changed the menu because it's a family style concept where like food comes out as it's ready so like you're meant to share everything. They also do this thing called the Kamayan Feast, which is like a big communal feast. Like mm-hmm. in the middle of the restaurant, like put, you know, there might be like up to 30 people eating together. No utensils. Everything's just like what you use your hand. So it's like the opposite. At those <laughs> communal tables yeah. um, for the Kamayan thing, you don't have utensils. And it's kind of like the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing these days or what you think about moving forward so they have to take an approach to like address those things in their Mm -hmm. in their service style it's weird time man yeah i so i I bartend a couple nights a week at lincoln station yeah Um, so the other day as our owner called like every single person and was just talking with them and everything and um we're kind of like implementing a plan to like go back and uh, it's kind of like getting the band back together again. And actually one of our cooks in the back, Felipe, he called me yesterday and he was just like, I miss you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah man. man. Dude, I had is, staff yeah. called me. They were like, uh, I'm out of town. I'm chilling. They're like, I don't know. Like, are you going to go back? Yeah. It's, uh, it's it'll it's be not, interesting like, with the restaurants coming, coming back in Chicago. We'll see, see how it goes. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's weird because, so, like, forever, I've, I felt like I've had a, ki- a certain kind of job security that, like, 
in my field. It's like no, you'd think what I used to say. It's like nobody's gonna stop going out to restaurants no matter what. Like yeah, you know, you might switch switch banks or whatever, but like that was like a constant yeah. stream, and I had that security. Now that I really, you know, it's a kind of false security. Yeah, the one thing that can like right like I thought I was like I'm, restaurants. <laughs> I'm recession proof, like whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, it'll be really cool to see how it balances back. Yeah, yeah, I'm hopeful. Uh, what's something new you're doing or feeling during the pandemic that has surprised you? Dude, uh, I. I've like listened to your podcast before and it's been interesting to like hear some of the the things. One new thing that I've done during this time um is connecting with my family a lot more. Um okay. so usually like I have a huge family and we we use like holidays to to you know come together. Mm-hmm. Um my dad's side of the family does like a yearly trip to Vegas and that's oh, okay. kind of become uh, like yeah. a, a family reunion kind of. So in this time, um, we've gotten together like every couple weeks, um, like my dad's side, on a Zoom call, and my aunt and I have been putting together different games that we play each time. So the first time, we had like a list of things. We did kind of like a scavenger hunt. I was I would just be like, all right, who had who can find me, you know, a mask or like different items that like you might have in quarantine. Yeah, make them like run, you know, throughout their houses to like find whatever item, and like the first person to bring it would uh, get points or whatever. But the last time was really interesting. We made a, a kind of quiz, and it was like a multiple choice type thing, based on just facts about our our family. So we'd be like, this uncle, what's his real name? He's he's called Bill. <laughs> But what's his real name? His real name's like Earl. <laughs> but he got the nickname Bill because he was like a, such a wild kid. They named they called him Bill after Wild Bill. Oh, wow. I, I never knew this. But, like, it was an opportunity for, like, different family members to, like, learn about the history of the family, get to share stories. So that was incredible. So we actually have one tomorrow. I got to figure out what we're going to be doing. It's so cool. So you just... You just have this organized on Zoom, and it, like, how long does it take? Is it like a so this the plan is like an hour. It always takes like 15, 20 minutes for everyone to like, get in there and like settle in. Yeah. Um. But so it goes like an hour, like an hour and a half to like two hours. Oh, dude, that's so fun! I'm now like thinking of ideas of like what I can do with my like my immediate family. We're in like four separate locations, and it's like oh. I wonder what we could do with that. That'd be kind of cool. We're, we're all over, like, since the first time I had, like, these games. Because, like, I used to be a camp counselor. I, I'm i all about just, like, all right, what can we do? Like, how can you make a game out of this? Or, like, having just yeah. simple stuff. So we have we have games we haven't even got to, like, be like, all right, we're going to move on to this. Move on. It's <laughs> just, like, all the time just flies by. So there's, like, a Pictionary game that I want to do. Okay. Try it out, dude. Yeah, that's a great idea, especially for anybody listening, too. Uh, nice. I really like that. What music have you been listening to recently? Um, So I haven't gone into the, you know, music of my past. Uh-huh. 
but I've been letting myself just go down every YouTube like wormhole. Um, yes. The Instagram like versus series. Has, what is it? What is it? What is it called? So, like the you know the versus like Timberland and like Swiss Beats like it'll have like different people playing their catalogs on Instagram okay. live. So they've done a few of them. Erica Badu and Jill Scott is today, this evening. So how? Okay, so I see that trending on Twitter. It's yeah. like Timbaland versus like Swiss Beats or something like that. And and so it's just Instagram Live, and you watch them side by side, or like yeah, yeah. So like they're like one is on top. Whoever wants, I think how the rules have kind of developed. If you go into the other person's live. Then you go first. So you play. They'll play like a like a minute and a half of a song, or like maybe they'll play most of the song, and then you want to come back with a song that like kind of beats it, like matches you know the vibe, or like oh, yeah. you might do like a theme thing. So like T Pain and Lil John did one. Okay. That was pretty awesome. Wow. Uh, yeah, they've they've been incredible. So then that opens it up because there are certain artists. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that this person produced this song wrote this song you know they get to talk about different things and then you're like all right i'm gonna look up this artist this artist this artist wow so that's opened it up a lot so and you can find those on on youtube they put the videos afterwards yeah so there's like a whole you know people doing commentary on them so then you get to exposure to different different artists that way as well that's awesome there's that i've you know been listening to that kind of music uh i watched dave on fx with like the, the, the rapper little dicky tell me about that i have, i don't know what that is so dave little dicky is like a he's like a white jewish rapper okay and his kind of thing his i don't know i wouldn't call it a shtick people might his concept is like how do i be how am i different mm-hmm. what am i bringing to the game as a person who doesn't meet what you might think as like a rapper, but like I'm talented. So you, I would actually recommend people watch his show that just came out on uh, FX. It's on Hulu. Um, okay. But that kind of, it kind of goes al- along his story. So it's like a fictionalized version, but it's basically him trying to like make it be successful, do some stuff, but he's immensely talented. So, okay. Somebody was describing it the other day as, like, I forget. It was, like, Eminem meets Weird Al or something like that. Because <laughs> he's, like, the white rapper. And it's kind of, like, jokey, but, like, skills. Dude has, like, bars. Okay. So I've been online just, like, watching everything I can from him. That's awesome. It's learned a little bit about what he's about. What are you most excited to experience again after the pandemic? Definitely going out to restaurants. Yeah. In that normal way, I think I keep thinking about like the first time I'll be able to go to like Big Star, and which one? The one in Wicker? Yeah, the Wrigleyville one. It's not there yet. It needs like a couple more years to like yeah, work out yeah, those yeah. cakes and like feel what it's Dude, supposed I, to feel like. The other day, I I go on these random walks, and one day I just ended up in Wrigleyville, and it was like the first time I'd been in Wrigleyville for like years. Like walk down Clark. And yeah. I was just like, what is this place? <laughs> There's what? all these new, like, oh my well, gosh. I was like, it's, they have Big Star here? <laughs> it's different. I went there, I went there like a little bit after it opened, and I was like, no, 
<laughs> they'll, they'll get it. Yeah. But not the same. But one of my favorite things is, like, go to Big Star for, like, a while. Mm-hmm. And then go to Violet Hour for a little bit. Nice. That's, like, one of my favorite. So I, I want to experience that, like, normally. Just, like, being able to be around people close. Like, I don't care. Because, like, that's the vibe. It's, like, we're all partying. We're all having a good time. Yeah. Those kind of places, like, Parlor, Parsons. Yeah. That's what it. I want to experience. What's a personal mantra or philosophy that guides you? Um, Good enough isn't. That's something... I first heard about when I was like in 10th grade and it's kind of like become just like a driving thing. Like I say it all the time and it's not to mean like nothing you ever do is good enough. Mm -hmm. See, good enough. Uh, (laughs) Like nothing. (laughs) It's not to say like nothing you ever do is like never gonna, you know, be the right thing. But it's like, if you know within yourself that, you could do more. It's like, why not give it a little bit more? Give yeah. it all you got to the point that I can be like, I'm truly a hundred percent proud of whatever I'm doing. So that, yeah, that's, that's my awesome. driving thing. That's great. I like that. Good enough isn't. All right, so we're gonna go a little bit more introspective now. All right, dude. Describe the best day of your life. I had a hard time like pinpointing a specific day date for like i've had a lot of great times and a lot of like great memories i think one of the most influential days though was the day that i just like randomly came home at the right time i ran into my roommate who was like on the phone like he was a a bartender at the time and this was back when i like was working at blockbuster video okay well, this is a long time ago. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I come home, and he, like, gets a call from his manager, and she's like, our our door guy just quit. Do you have anyone who could, like, work tonight? And, like, maybe for, like, the next couple weeks until we find someone. And I was like, oh, I'll do it. Like, I think usually, you know, had it been any other time, he would have asked one of his friends in the industry. Mm-hmm. But I was right there. He was like, oh, this dude can do it. That turned into, like, two years at that place. And how I got my foot in the door and working in restaurants, which I've been doing for, like, the last ten years. So, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that, uh, I don't know how I would have got in the industry otherwise. Like, I wasn't, it wasn't on my radar. I wasn't thinking about, you know, what am I going to bring to, like, how can I get myself in there, like, it just had, you know, happened to be, and uh, that's how it usually totally, is. I feel like, like, what's that? I feel like that's how it usually is in the rest, the service industry. Yeah, man. But yeah, I just like totally locked into it. But that day, just like wow. <laughs> right place, right time. I remember he was like coming out of the laundry room, like around my house, and just like perfect timing. Wow. Yeah. It's cool. What was the name of the the bar? Uh, I was the Black Duck, so it's now. Oh, I remember that Willow Room. Yeah, dude. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember you working there. Yeah. Nice. That was it. I was like, that was supposed to be like two weeks, and it turned into like almost that place. Wow. And 
just happened to be like right down the street from all this guys used to come and and like talk to me i was like okay like i'm working at a neighborhood place but there's of like different restaurants that are like this restaurant's like number one in the tree like top 10 in the world so you get to learn about all this cool stuff before i'd ever seen it yeah because i you know I, I was still just like a couple years into living in chicago so i had no idea like what the restaurant scene was or could be Wow, yeah, that's cool. There, dude. <laughs> oh, nice. What's your favorite travel experience? I know any time that I'm like close to anything that reminds me of my time growing up in Minnesota. Um, so I just like I love being outdoors. That's something I really miss about living in Minnesota because like you can drive 15, 20 minutes in any direction and like be in the woods. Like so, really like my trips to you know Hawaii or like. Denver, like, if I can just get outside and, like, go on a long hike, that's what, really what I what I seek out when I when I travel. So when you travel, you look for destinations that have some type of outdoorsy vibe to it. Yeah, for sure. As much as, like, I, I like the, you know, people go to different cities for, like, yeah. restaurant or bar experiences or, like, shows. Like, even when I go to Vegas, I try to, like, get out into, into oh, really? the like, yeah wow so it could be like a forest it could be it could be a desert it could be yeah. i don't know what's, what's another natural thing <laughs> water i mean i haven't i haven't been to like the jungle yet but like if i had that kind of opportunity like i i want to get you know hear some hear some animals see some things yeah oh that's cool so yeah. it's like you you already live in a major city with an incredible restaurant scene I want to see something that that reminds me of home a little bit. Yeah, I think that's maybe like Denver would have probably been like one of my favorite travel experiences because having lived in Chicago for a while, it was the first time that I was like, oh, this is like a city and it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. I was like whitewater rafting yesterday, but now I'm just like at this really, really cool bar like. Yeah, I, I, I dig Denver. I have an uh, affinity for Denver. One of my close friends moved out there, and I helped him move out there. This was back oh, in yeah? 2015. And uh, I've been there four times, four times since 2015. And it's Dude, uh, great. It's great, yeah. It's like, it's a city, and then you drive 30 minutes, and you got the mountains right there. And, mm-hmm. and it's pretty great. And obviously, everybody knows that because it's like, it's one of those cities that's just blown up and like real estate's crazy expensive now and it's pretty wild. Yeah. I was there for the first time, like for my uh my sister's her like husband's bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. Her bachelor party. Uh <laughs> so it's like Yeah, that's that's where we were and I was just like, all right, this is like perfect. Yeah. But Chicago, man, Chicago Denver's great, but I mean like Every time I go somewhere, it's like I'm always I'm always thinking about Chicago again. You know, do you, but it's does that never happen? It's not going anywhere. What's that? I said it's not going anywhere. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, I haven't I haven't even come close to like tapping into what is here in Chicago for like for me or for like anyone. Yeah. I just like get like a little bit more every year. I know. That's why. That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm just. 
want to have conversations with people and just learn and be like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I'm going to go check that out now. And yeah, blah, dude. Blah, blah. Yeah, I love it. What's the period of history you're most curious about? Um, whenever the pyramids were constructed, there's so much cool stuff that you, like, learn about or, like, that we have learned about. But I'm like, but then the the questions that have yet to be answered, like, it's it's hard to wrap my head around. So, like, I'd love to see it. I'd love to, like, actually understand like get those answers that'd be really cool like either way like people are aliens like i want to see i want to understand it yeah like how to happen what the the pyramids they were like four thousand bc right dude i don't know i don't know (laughs) i like math but i don't know dates history yeah yeah it's a question and they did it without the wheel and everything it's like wow I don't know. See, I just want to have a better understanding. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Was that the time? Was it before the wheel? Yeah, I think so. It's craziness, dude. <clears throat> yeah, like, uh, before they used the wheel for, like, massive architecture projects. Can you imagine being, like, a kid in ancient Egypt and you just see the pyramids and, like, no one actually knows? Like, there's just these, like, mysterious things there. It's like 2000 BC, and, and you're just like, wow, look at those things. I mean, they must have had something that they told, like, somebody's like, what's that? They're like, this is what it is, you know? And it probably meant yeah. even more. They didn't know much about the rest of the world, so if someone tells you, like, that's where God lives, you'd be like, yeah, wow, that's powerful. Right? That's wild. I like that. What's the most memorable scent in your life? Ooh, my so my family used to travel from Minneapolis to Chicago like all the time. My mom's family's from here. Like my grandma, aunts are still here, and uh, so there was like a distinct like smell, and it was it's thinking of it now, it was probably like that sewage kind of smell <laughs> of like <laughs> the streets. But we used to, like, but it was, like, special to us when, like, we'd smell it, like, driving into the city. Mm-hmm. My siblings would be like, oh, it's the Chicago smell. And it was, like, a kind of, like, a good thing because I knew, like, I was going to be at my grandma's house. And, like, what, you know, that kind of, like, let us know, like, what we had in store. <laughs> like, we're wow. here and, like, everything that came with that experience. Um, so that is definitely a memorable smell. And then it's like, so cool. The smell of my grandma's perfume. I don't. I have no idea what it is. I should probably figure it out. Mm-hmm. Probably make a good gift sometime. <laughs> but uh, sorry, my alarm. But yeah, whenever I, I I'll smell it occasionally, like <laughs> something close to it, and it's usually like I don't know some older woman. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, my grandma wears that. But <laughs> yeah, dude, I that's happened to me too, man. <laughs> Yeah, grandma's perfume. Yeah, I should I should figure out what it is. It would be a simple call. What What about a sound? Uh, I don't know if there's a particular like one sound. We used to have this music box in my house growing up, and I think like my sister either has it or like has a music box that plays the same song. I can't remember what it is, but, like, I can still, like, remember the feeling when I heard it. 
Wow. And, like, sometimes for some reason, like, I have weird dreams where, like, the the sound of it, like, or, like, maybe even the tempo of it, like, slowing down at the end, like, works its way into my dream somehow. Like, I'm, like, I, I don't know. I don't hear it, but I'm, like, I know that's what it is. It's, like, connected to that. Wow. Yeah. That is interesting. That music box, dude. What Isn't about you? Okay. For for sound? Yeah. So this this one's um So this one goes back to when when I was living homeless in Chicago and there would be so I'd be sleeping outside in bushes uh kind of like by the Lincoln Park Zoo. Okay. And and the 151 bus runs all night. And I would just be laying in, you know, wood chips and surrounded by trees. And, um, well, there's a few particular spots, but from either of those spots, I could hear the bus stop and the hydraulics go down. You know, that like, and make that noise that it does. And so I'm surrounded by that. I hear it all the time. And it just reminds me of the city so much is that that release of the hydraulics when it drops down to pick people up. Interesting, dude. Yeah. I I have not read your book, but, like, I was following the whole process, and I definitely still mean to, to like, read it. You should. But like, it's a good book. <laughs> I Dude, I believe it. Like, I feel like I feel already, like, connected to it because, like, I've known you for, like, a long time. Like, before, I feel like I saw you maybe during it, but, like, definitely after. And, like, you, like, breaking it down and building that whole project. Yeah. Like, dude, that was something that you did. Like, that, that's, it was really cool to, like, even know that you were doing that. And it's such, like, a rich thing. <laughs> Just, like, all right, I'm going to learn so much. And, like, but I want to, like, put myself in this thing uh, that was incredible honestly it's uh it's helped me a lot during this experience um so this this last podcast i did this week i i talk about it um where th- this time it's reminded me of like in the shelter talking to this guy curtis so the curtis was supposed to be in prison for 18 years but he got out in six and three and so he was always, whenever I saw him, he never talked to anybody. His head was down and there were just stacks of papers and books all around him. And, and so one day I asked him, I'm like, how many books do you think you've read? And he's like, probably 400. I used to read three books a week and he was in prison and yeah. he said, there's, there's not much else to do. And, and I was thinking, I had been thinking about life sentences. If I got life, I'd probably kill myself. And, like, without flinching, he was like, yeah, I know what you mean, but once you, like, accept that you're there and you accept that this is your new life, you find different ways of purpose. So some people become spiritual. Some people read. Some people educate children and teenagers about decision-making. And some will, like, get really smart and they'll help out other people with their cases. They, like, study law and cases and they help out other people so everybody like and then he said physical boundaries doesn't mean you're worthless 
And that really struck me struck me during this time where we're very physically limited. And if you can find purpose within this time, you you can make the most of it. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, just like pe- what people don't understand about the homeless population is how mentally tough they are. You have to be so mentally tough, and they don't get enough credit for it. And now we're we're all being required and being asked to be mentally tough. Right. And and you know some people are having a hard time with that. And you know I I just think back to my experience that it was super tough, and it was even tougher like returning and and all the other emotions I was dealing with. But it made me a stronger person. And and so I'm using that what I learned during that time to apply to this time, you know? Dude, that's incredible. Read the book. Yeah, I feel like, okay, did you really, you released like excerpts, right? Or you released like parts of it, right? Oh yeah. So, I mean, it was like, such a process. Like, I feel like, what's that? It was, yeah, it was such a process. So the book came out like two years ago and up did until you- this point, I was like experimenting and like writing different stuff and yeah uh, like i read everything that you released release of it yeah. i read that and i was like oh okay this is like something so cool yeah and then uh then i had i had this journal and the journal was like over a hundred thousand words and i i sent it to my my editor and she's like nah you gotta you gotta you gotta cut out two-thirds of these characters you gotta cut out 30,000 words, you gotta uh, restructure this entire thing, and I was just like, oh Oh. my gosh, and then um, then I I read the book Stephen Keen on writing, it's a great, great, great tool, and so I read that, and I was like, oh, I know how to write now, and then I started, (laughs) I started, uh, I started writing from, like, scratch, but I thought I would pull stuff from what I had already written, yeah. So I started doing that, and then I was just like, this isn't good enough. And then so I wrote what, what is the book now, Homeless But Human. It's just written from scratch, and it took six weeks. So that's that's like the really? book. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I thought you like – Oh, I, you took- yeah. So part of the process was at different times I released excerpts. Yeah. And I had this like blog that I did and yeah. all yeah, these different that's things. Yeah. That, that was that was a while. That was like like 2013, 2014 that I was doing that. Yeah, it was like I had I had all this knowledge, and I learned so much. It, it was an experience that was different than what like the preconceived ideas about homelessness was. And it was like there's something valuable here, and I want to share it, but I don't know how exactly. So I just start putting it out there. Yeah, I think you did it, man. Yeah. You can say yeah. mission accomplished. Yeah, so it's good, and I think about I think about that community a lot, especially during this time, because it's you know they're very vulnerable. Yeah, uh, and they're also very tough, and and I think Americans in general we can use this time to get tougher, and uh, we'll be brighter on the other side. For sure. Besides homeless but human, what's the most influential book you've ever read? <laughs> Man, that was the one. No. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised more people don't say the Bible. I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard that answer like on this podcast that I've listened to. But like that one certainly I feel like 
I was raised uh, in the church and, like, super religious. So that was a tool that was used to, like, teach just, like, a bunch of different lessons. Yeah. Um, that I feel like I've received and, like, utilized in my daily life or, like, will utilize if I haven't yet. I still feel like it's a useful tool, although I don't put as much weight on it or influence on it as I may have previously in my life. Yeah, but even previously by it being an influential book, it's influenced who you became. Absolutely. You know? That's probably it. There's also a book um, I read when I was at DePaul in, like, math classes. Um, This book called uh, How... How not to be wrong, I think it's called. Okay. Please, please enlighten me on how to not be wrong. Well, once you read it, the answer is not what you might think. But like, it's by this guy named Jordan Ellenberg, and he's actually like, I feel like he's like a super cool guy. I haven't met him, but like reading the book and like I started following him on Twitter. I like actually like wrote about the book while I was reading it, and he like wrote me back. Wow, um, that's cool. He was like, I think he's like a professor at was in, in Wisconsin or something like that. But it basically is like about different applications of of math, like a mathematical view of the world. So they break down things of like the math behind the lottery, just how how math appears in like in the world, yeah. uh, in everyday life, and that's a perspective that I feel like a lot of people don't think about or like recognize before getting in the industry like I went to school to teach math so that is something that like I still am passionate about I think it's really important beyond just like computation just like realizing that people look at the world differently and there's like in mathematics there's more than one way to like get to four like you can say like zero plus four two plus two like so but you get a good analogy and that's one thing like when i realized that about like that's what i liked about math or like that's like the lesson that i was getting that i wanted to like pass on to people um that certainly like influenced me and like and and my life i still i still I think that uh, even though I'm not teaching, that's something that I bring to, like, everything I do. And I approach situations differently, like, through that. So that book definitely, like, will that's lend, awesome. some, lend some insight. So, and even, too, I'm, I'm thinking of, like, how if you have a vision for your life, there's a lot of ways you can take. And people have taken different ways. Mm-hmm. And you just have to figure out what is the uh, the equation to get to the answer you want? In a way. Yeah, and like you might be you might be able to like fuzz some stuff. Well, you know. Yeah. If you have, you know, you're gonna have a five, and I want to add a five x. <laughs> like, <laughs> inputs of you know, bring in some different variables of like this is what I got going on. These are the things that I can change. These are the things that are still in question. It's yeah, dude. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> what's something about you that few people know or understand? Um, I really 
I believe in like the power of people. So I, I feel like in my like good enough isn't kind of thing. Like we have a lot more uh, potential that we haven't lived up to yet. And I, and I think that of like everyone, I'm like, all right, this is where you are today, but you can be like so much more in a couple of minutes or like tomorrow. But as enthusiastic as I am about that perspective, that doesn't always come off across the right way. So sometimes <laughs> where like I might not be I might not show as much enthusiasm towards like someone's achievement in that moment uh-huh. or like it it might be because I know like all right, you're three times more capable and I know you're going to like do more yeah. and I like or like I know that that was that effort was like 50% of what you can be doing right now. Yeah. So I might be trying to like push that or pull that out of someone. Mm-hmm. But across as little or like I think I'm better than you. I'm like, you're you're this good. And that that comes up in the restaurant all the time. I'm like I'm no better than you cuz I'm a manager. Like I've been a busser, I've been a bartender, I've been a server. Like I don't want to do your job. I also know, I don't want to, like, nitpick and say, this is exactly how you do it, because, right. like, part of it is figuring it out. So, I feel like that's something that definitely gets, like, misunderstood or misconstrued, or, like, I want to under I want to be able to, like, better uh, express myself in that way. And it's, like, it's not because I don't care. It's, like, because I do care about you, and I do think that you're, like, already up here i think that you're an amazing but like let's go (laughs) let's but like we could do even more right yeah i agree do you ever think that um in the restaurant industry service industry we're actually in the people industry yeah you know like and you're 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 dealing with people and you know, you want people to have a certain experience when they, they come into the restaurant and you want them mm-hmm. to feel a certain way. And it's like, what things can we do as a team and within our team? How do we activate the most out of every individual, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It like, <laughs> it, I, feeling that, like, it crushes me sometimes when I see, like, those missed opportunities to, like enhanced an experience and i'm like i'm yeah. like oh like yeah. one of my one of like my favorite managers i've ever had he used to say that like working in a restaurant and like service is like a dance and like once i started like looking at my environment like that like it's like every single like step is like coordinated and like where this person like you know moves this way like i move this yeah. way and it's just like a beautiful thing so when you see like the missteps you're like oh like i win yeah. it's like it's like watching somebody like figure skate and you're like it's you're fall. just like is he gonna stick the landing like <laughs> or do you or you can see like amazing things and sometimes you just see like some massive crashes and you're just yeah. like if i could just like grab out my hand you know oh man the well, service yeah, industry, for those out there that are listening, the service industry teaches you so much. 
Yeah. There's so much below the surface of it that that will teach you about life and that you can you can uh, implement and in your own. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. What's been a difficult moment in your life and how did you overcome it? Oh, um, when I was I was thinking about like this question made me think about uh, the time in which like my mom was sick a few years ago um before she passed away so she had like a couple different types of cancer that she actually went dealt with like went through throughout my life and so what i i think the first time it was like some type of melanoma and it was like treated and like i wasn't i was here in chicago but it was like in and out just like done so when she she got something else, it kind of felt like it was the same kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know. And then, like, I realized on this one trip that I was visiting how serious it was. And that it wasn't the same kind of like, okay, this is going to pass kind of thing. And at that moment, I was like, I, I realized, like, how much I needed to step up. Especially when it, not even when it came to just, like, her health, but also just, like, in the relationships that I had with my family and my siblings, um, I kind of, like, alienated myself from my family before that, just, like, due to my own attitude or insecurity, immaturity. So, like, coming back and dealing with the greatest opportunity I've had to, you know, kind of take responsibility for who I am and like mm-hmm. kind of prove myself in a way. Yeah. Uh, but like realizing how our differences uh, that I thought, you know, previously were like the worst thing ever realizing how our differences were actually strengths mm-hmm. through that process really helped me out realizing that like, as you know funny as i want to be sometimes like how i can bring the seriousness into it or how you know the skills that i've developed like being able to talk to different kinds of people i could i could help my siblings out in different ways and i could see the skills that they were bringing you know yeah you know, the strengths of like this person is a musical person and like they're you know playing music like they're uh you know, kind of DJing our, like, life experience, like, while the family's gathered together. Yeah. And, like, even things like that, I feel like that was, that was certainly uh, the challenge and I don't know, how we overcame that or how I overcame that. Yeah, it's, like, increasing your level of awareness, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's, Absolutely, that's man. Can you remember a time when you decided what kind of person you were going to be? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what situations had occurred, but I, I feel like there were some times that I was lied to. Um, or like, I felt like I had been like bamboozled and those were like moments where I was like, I'm never going to be that person. Like Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like it's a choice for you to like be honest and open um 
And those were those were times like I think like two two times in my life that I've like kind of reasserted that for me. I'm like I'm gonna be a good person. I'm dedicated to to like leaving a positive legacy behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like there was, I think it was like tenth grade was like probably the one of the first times that I was like, all right, this is who Evan is. Like. I I'm I'm gonna mean it when I tell people like I don't lie, like because there's no reason to. It's like yeah, I'm it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> the situation it causes you know a lot more negativity or like uncertainty if you have to like continue to keep up with lies that you tell. It's a lot like, of work. <laughs> it's so much. I'm like why just like just tell the truth or like. Yeah you know for a long time like i may have held off expressing myself how i wanted to there were certain things that i didn't i didn't say you know in a work environment even if i felt a certain way and i actually like i went to see esperanza spaulding at the chicago symphony orchestra okay and i was like so she, she, I forget where she's from. Maybe she's like Brazilian or, um, but she plays a bass and like sings. And I remember just being mesmerized by her bass and like looking at the F holes on this instrument. And so, somehow like I went home and like I looked up, I was like, what are these things? Like, what are these things? And like F holes, they, uh, like vibrations like move through an instrument and it helps like sound come out and i was like this is incredible and i actually ended up i got f hole tattoos on i don't know if you can see like can you see that yeah oh that's uh, cool i got a couple of these and this is like so it was like i decided i was like i'm not ever gonna like stifle my voice no matter what if i have something to say like, it'll have been said. It can be received, however, like, we can work around that. But, like, I was, like, kind of, I was just over just, like, letting stuff just, like, stay buried or, like, inside. So, yeah, that, I don't know, I feel like that was just, like, a time in my life when, like, that was in my head or on my heart or something like that. Wow. That's pretty monumental. That is cool. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so that's, like, who I am. Just, like, I'm going to be honest with you always. Good, bad, or indifferent, but, like, I'm still dedicated to to learning and growing. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's cool. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely, dude. All right, so the last question. Okay. After the pandemic passes, what's a positive result that you imagine could emerge? Um, one thing, I feel like the creativity that's come out of this, it's definitely, it's something that's, like, special that I I think shouldn't just be forgotten. I think that if we continue to, like, realize and remember that you can, like, develop new skills all the time, or certain people, like, if you're interested, like, there are certain passions that are worth pursuing, so I hope that people continue to, like, explore those things. 
I think that if we if we also choose to like see the benefit of all this time, mm-hmm. uh, that I, you know, different countries or like cultures certainly like spend a lot more time in leisure or like dedicate a little bit more. They see the importance of having that time to get away or be quiet and like as you know as we begin to like think about you know on a more global scale i think mm-hmm. we can see how that how that could affect american culture i think that things like the you know the stimulus check and like those kind of things seeing how government programs can work for certain like more people mm-hmm. i think that we should pursue, continue to pursue those those avenues mm-hmm. even after you know things go back to normal it's like what are <laughs> what are the good things and then also just like working to correct the areas that we you know the deficiencies of this this is pointed out how do we fix that yeah i agree good ideas good <laughs> perspective i try man well thanks for coming on i appreciate this this has been a lot of fun yeah, I I have had fun as well. Like it's always great talking to you. You're such like a positive person. I you know I continue to like check out your your artwork and like the stuff from the new book. Yeah, it's almost like perfect for the situation that we're in. Like, yeah, dude. and I never thought that a pandemic would happen or or like, but all it is is like so coming back from living homeless. There's just like very long dark period of my life where you know like with purpose and trying to find out what does that mean and you know figuring out where you are in the world and and there's just like so much overthinking and there's so much distraction and stimulus all around us with with our phones and our pockets and, and and you know just everything yeah and it's like the more you understand about yourself so then I had this like near death experience and then with the tractor yeah yeah so then, so then, like that day, I was like, I'm like trying to figure out like the purpose of life, and everything around, everything else in life kind of just crumbles, and it's not important. And people spend most of their time, it's like time again, right? We're talking about time, and like most people spend their time and put ideas in their heads that aren't aren't productive to their health or their like well-being, and mm-hmm. it's just they lose sight on like the overall. The overall goal should be like, we have one life to live. You should probably uh, live it in your truest sense. I mean, there's tons of books and articles about how, you know, someone's on their deathbed and the doctors and nurses write about the regrets that people have. And it's the same things over and over and over. It's like, I wish I didn't work so hard. I wish I wish I was with my family more. I wish I was, this is a big one. Like, I wish I had the courage to be myself. Yes. Isn't that wild? So why why aren't we paying more attention to these regrets? You know, it's like we're not focusing on the right things. Right. Um, so the book is about making a concerted effort to live a fuller life, a richer life. And like through art, I, I like I never was really into art. And then now I like taught myself about art and art is just like ideas and it can be in various forms. And it's like, well, I can do that, too. And then, you know, it's like, so I'll just do it through a book. And then 
then I taught myself how to make the art and I just go around and now I see life. It like it teaches you that art and beauty is everywhere and you just have to keep your eyes open and be aware for it, you know? So I'm yeah. on like the CTA and something just like strikes my eyes and I'm like, that's cool. Just walk, going on walks in the city. It's like, oh, wow, look at how many different different brick styles there are in the city. And like, And each brick has something to say about the story of Chicago and who we are as a people and the culture here, you know? It's just so fascinating to me. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I'm so glad that, like, there's other people who, like, want to pursue that kind of beauty. It's, like, it's great, dude, to see you doing your thing. Yeah. I it's appreciate good. that. I appreciate all the support. I, it's it's great. It's great feedback and great to hear and yeah. <laughs> yeah we need to we need to like encourage each other it's it's definitely necessary yeah chicago i find man it's, it's so supportive it's so the community is just so everybody just wants to see each other do well you know yeah i was cool. I, I i saw like your previous set of questions and i i feel like i was thinking that about i think one thing one question you ask is like if chicago was gonna like be destroyed or something like what's one thing that you would uh retain or something like that yeah like what characteristic would you choose and to keep? so your your last comment just had me thinking about that like here in the city like everyone has like a their thing and then they have like a yeah. side also like there's yeah. such there's such encouragement to like do your your like passion or like find your passion yeah. explore that thing yeah I, I definitely think that like i hope that we keep opening up avenues for people to just yeah. like explore it yeah all right well th thank you for your time i appreciate it absolutely dude anytime thanks for listening to rich conversations again you can follow evan at evsal17 have a wonderful weekend